So this information that we are about to share here is not just for us alone, but our mommies and daddies, grandpas, the younger ones can also benefit from this. So I want you to please pay attention and do not change that channel. Amen. God will bless you mightily in Jesus' name. Without taking any much of our time, I would like to invite our panelists. They are honorable people. They are people of great intellect and wisdom. And they are also people by the grace of God on the right trajectory in life. And I pray that God will take them to that promised land in Jesus' name. Amen. So I will start by inviting uh, my wonderful sister. Uh, she's already getting up and she's coming here already. What if it's a different person I want to call now? My wonderful sister, Busayo. Please put your hands together for her. Those are God's own army. Amen. Amen. Welcome. Welcome. Good to see you again. How you doing? Amazing. I would also like to welcome my brother up here. Um, he's, a special, he's a special brother to me from a different mother. I would like to invite Bayo. Bayo, please put your hands together for him. He's an amazing man. Wonderful man. Filled with grace and anointing. Amen. Welcome, sir. Last but not the least, I'd like to invite Elizabeth. She's an amazing sister. And um, don't worry, very soon you will know why you need to congratulate them. Amen. So please, have a seat. Welcome. All of you guys are looking radiant and amazing today. Amazing, amazing. And um, how are you guys doing? Good. Amazing. Beautiful. So today... We are going to be discussing a very unique topic, right? And um, you guys already know what, those, what, what the topic. I think the mic, the buttons are right underneath the mic. You can also switch it on. Amen. Amazing. Amazing. Today we're here to talk about investment and financial stability in young people. One of the problems that we're having these days is that people spend without thinking of the future um when we hear the word us young people when we hear the word oh someone is um rich we usually confuse riches for wealth and we don't know the difference riches is when you are just you have the money now but wealth is something that you pass down so us young people get this message you know when I say twisted for the lack of better words. So I want us to analyze this today in this service and the second service. So, um, Bio, when we talk about um, financial stability, what would you understand by financial stability from your perspective? Thank you, Andy. Um, actually, when you think about financial stability, it's, uh, it's, it means different things to different people. stability means just being able to pay my very basic bills, being able to, you know, cover my electricity bill, be able to pay my phone bill, pay my rent, you know, and be, being able to heat, you know, just very, very basic things and I'm fine, I'm good, that's it. You know, uh, 
um, I could talk to person B, and person B would be like, well, I want to be able to pay my bills, but I still want to be able to have, you know, some sort of savings at yeah. the end of the month, you know, something to be able to fall back on. Um, person C can also come back and say, well, I want to be able to have that too as well. I want to be able to put my very basic bills, have some sort of savings, but also have some sort of extra income that will work for me as well, more like a passive income. Right, but if you look at the three of them, they all have some things in common, right? So it all comes to the fact that financial stability is, you know, being able to meet your, uh, your current needs at the same time, also having um, plans in place to be able to secure your future financially. Yeah. Thank you so much, Bayo. Wow, that, that, that's a very unique way of putting it. Elizabeth, what do you think about this? Financial stability, is there anything else you want to add to what Bayo already said? Well, I mean, uh, there's nothing really much uh, aside, aside from coming from my own perspective. I feel like financial um, stability is um, having that backup plan, um, you know, to always fall, um, fall back on. I'm going to give an example. This pandemic happened. There are so many uh, youths that were laid off and, you know, that don't have that financial savings or backup plan to, you know, f to fall back on. So um, just always having that, you know, backup plan. It can be savings. It can be a passive income. It can be business, anything at all to always fall back on in the case of any emergency. Ah, I like Technica. Your finances will be stable in Jesus' name. Uh-uh. Just when I was about to speak, they just destabilized my own uh, something. Amen. I like the fact that you guys are talking about something to fall back on. Really beautiful. Thank you so much for also raising up that point on the pandemic changes that happened. Man, a lot of youths actually suffered during this pandemic, and some are still going through it. God will help us in Jesus' name. Usayo. You are into money. Yes. We know you work with money and you do all of those different things. Tell me about financial stability. What do you, what do you understand from your own perspective? Um, praise God. So, um, Bio already said everything that, that is, Bio and, and Sister Elizabeth, um, about covering your basic needs and having enough to, to, to meet your future financial goals. It's really important, those two words, your future financial goals. Um, long story short, in like layman terms, financial st stability to me is, like Bayo said, it's different from person A to person B and to person C, but for you to know if you're personally financially stable is if you can think about your finances and you're able to sleep well at night. I know it sounds, I mean, nothing should take our sleep, but when you, when you, when you think about your finances, when you have a snapshot in your mind about your finances and you are okay to sleep at night, and that's like metaphorical, then to you, you're financially stable. God will help us to sleep well at night in Jesus' name. Amen. Interesting. One thing that I'm picking from all of this is that financial stability is custom to different people. So some people, like, I look at it like, okay, like I'm from Nigeria, back home. I don't know about you guys. Um, are you Nigerian? So, uh, like back home, basic needs is, ah, let me just be, let me be able to make soup. Make this one. Children eat. Everyone goes to school. That is all I need. And rent is paid. In this part of the world, it's a whole different thing. Right? Let me meet my basic needs. And our basic needs also change 
as a regard of as a, a given the functionalities of the different environments we find ourselves so again i love the fact that you guys made it individualized it is subject to you Busaya wants to be able to sleep well at night elizabeth wants to be able to ensure that she has some savings Bio wants to be able to ensure that he meets all his basic needs and still have something to fall back to, which is also the same message everyone is talking about. So financial stability is, is really that, that safety net, right? And again, like it's, it's, it's subject to each, each individual. Thank you guys so much for that amazing definition. Viewers at home and my people here as well, I hope you guys are learning something. God is taking us somewhere. Amen. Amen. So in that case... Financial stability is beautiful. But if we are thinking of the power to prevail, especially when it comes to investing, I start thinking about something like investment. So, how would you define investment in your own, in your own terminology? Investment, um, in the... In the for, Aya is the, is the finance guy, so he'll probably have the best answer to this. But I would say, um, get, from the financial point, point of view, I would say getting your money to make money. If, if your money is making money for you, whatever you put that money into is considered an investment. Sending money on an errand. Amazing. Thank you for that definition. Elizabeth is also a businesswoman in the making. And... Uh, She's already, she's already there. She's getting there. Elizabeth, tell me, what is investment in your own perspective? Yeah, I mean, um, Busaya already answered the question. Is making your money work for you? I'm also going to add on a factor, which is also making your time work for you. Um, you know, you can invest money, but then for you to do that, you also need to invest that time in order for you to, again, make the money work for you, right? Uh, you have to dedicate that time. So making your time and money work for you is investment. So again, one amazing point that I'm getting from these two definitions is that investment might not just be about money alone. There is a time factor into it, right? Amazing. Thank you guys so much. I, I knew you guys are serious intellectuals. I really love that. God will continue to elevate you guys in Jesus' name. Bio, what is investment in your own? In your own? Because they said you will be the one to understand this the most. <laughs> Well, I hope I can help. Um, help us. Actually, Busayo and uh, Elizabeth have, have done some justice to it, but just to throw some light into it a little bit further. Um, investment is not when, as, uh, unfortunately, when most people think about investment, the first thing that comes to your mind is something that's tied to money or some financial reward or some financial gain. Uh, but personally, when I think on investment, I think of it really bro broadly, right? Uh, you could think of investment in, in terms of, you know, um, investing your skill in a particular thing, right? So she mentioned time, she mentioned finance uh, and uh, money, but you can also add your skill as well. You can invest your skill into something, right? We are a church, you know, we have workers in church. We're actually working for God. We are investing our time, we're investing our skill. We're also investing our money, one way or the other, into the ministry. Right, so that's some sort of investment. But when we bring it home to financial investment, in a very layman's language, um, I would say investment is an asset that you put your money into with the hope 
that that money would multiply itself over time. And, you know, there's a factor to it because when you are investing, you're actually investing, sorry, when you're investing in an asset or a financial asset, you're actually investing with some certain goals in mind. You know, you probably want to be able to invest in money to be able to go to school, you know, to be able to afford university or, or to be able to afford, you know, going into a business venture or to be able to buy a home, you know, uh, some very wealthy people or some, you know, um, affluent people, you would, they would say they want to invest to be able to buy vacation homes. They want to be able to invest to buy some sort of, uh, you know, hard work or, you know, something very precious to you, right? So again, there are levels to it, but when we just bring it home, the main thing is you are investing in a particular asset so that that asset will multiply and actually meet your financial needs in the future. Amazing. Thank you so much, Bayo. He said, he said it's broad. Honestly, when we put this topic together, I wasn't sh really sure as to what trajectory, what line this was going to take. But this is interesting. So I've heard investment in terms of money, time, and skill. And I went back, and I'm thinking back to the Bible of the talents, right? That master, talking about the talent, was literally requesting that people invest what he had given to them. So some people, and one of, one of them decided to bury the skill. There's one part of that, that scripture that really makes me laugh. I felt like the guy was insulting the boss. He said, I know that you like to reap from where you did not sow. Eh? So I kept it for you. When we have a skill, what I'm hearing here is that um, we need to be able to actualize it, bring it to limelight. Money, time, skill. All of these things come together to create what we know as investment. But why is it important that we invest actually? Elizabeth, why do you want to invest? Why? Um, so I'm going to use myself as an example. I like um, that. <laughs> so personally, I can be very futuristic in terms of um, having, again, that backup plan, um, plan that finance or that cash of money sitting in my account. Um, so for me, that's a source of drive. That's in independence for me. Again, financial independence is a very huge one. So personally, um, and I think it's probably relates to most youth, um, when you have that desire to you know, want to be financially independent, then that stands as a source of motivation for you to want to improve yourself, right? Um, so personally, that's, um, that's the answer for me. And that answer is beautiful. So again, like that financial stability, independence, right, is one of the reasons why people invest. Uh, I really love that. Thank you very much for using that. Busayo. Um, why is it important to invest? From your perspective, I know you are, you are also an investor. Jesus. Uh, um, yeah, I'm going to put everybody on the spot today. Actually, before I, before I answer that question, I wanted to, I wanted to um, touch on something that Bio mentioned. It's a very important word. Two words. He said, over time. For youth and young adults, and I'm going to say, because I, I, anything we're talking about now are things that we're trying to make it very personal. Right? A lot of young people... Um, that I know or I also have been in, in that as well. We tend to want the get-rich-quick scheme. We want to get it today. We want to put the money. I want to get it now. But we have to think about the word that Bayo said, over time. 
over time, whatever, what you put your money into, don't throw your money in the stock market and you're checking it every single day and thinking that it's going to, like, I mean, unless they're meme stocks, that's a whole different conversation. But over time, it's important to remember that. Um, to your question about personally, why do I want to, why do I invest? Why, why did I even start investing? And this is a very personal story and it's the truth. When I, when I got my first job at 16, I was working at Candles Wonderland. And it's a summer job and when you, so you get paid and I didn't really spend the money during the summer because I was working, working, working. And then when I returned, when I, when school started, um, and because I had to get that job, my mom helped me open a, a bank account, my first bank account and all that. And then I, when I fast forward to around the end of the first semester back in high school, I think I was in grade 11 now or grade 12, um, I looked at my bank statement for the first time. The bank statement came and everything I could see there was Tim Hortons, Tim Hortons, Subway, 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 McDonald's, McDonald's, McDonald's. From the beginning to the end, it was all food. If you know me, you know that I love food. It was all food. I remember very well, I was in front of my high school. That was the day I made the decision that I'm gonna go to the bank and open my very first mutual funds account. I didn't really have any idea about what investment was. I was still in high school, but I know I've heard about mutual funds and I, and I knew how, and I heard about how relatively easy it is for you to get into it. So I decided that if I'm a huge spender, which I am, I have to somehow put some money aside. And that's why, that was the beginning of me investing. And that's honestly my motivation. I know I'm gonna spend the money, so I might as well just put it, put it somewhere else. To some, this is not like the, the book, the textbook answer as to why you should invest. But for me personally, that's the reason why I invest, because I know that I'm gonna spend the money. Wow, amazing, amazing. Don't eat all your money. And, um, and I, I, I thank you for bringing that up because a lot of us, a lot of young people, a lot of us might think, oh yeah, I don't have the capital to invest into something. But there are certain lifestyles that we need to cut down. So that way we can have those kinds of resources. I stumbled upon myself and my wife, we stumbled upon something on, um, on YouTube that we just watched. And they were telling us that they, they, they didn't listed like 15 things rich people do. And one of the things that, that interests me there was the fact that they don't spend money lavishly and aimlessly. The money that you see a wealthy person spend in this part of the world is the profit, not the capital that should have been invested. So at times we young people, we get carried away with this thing. Oh yeah, I want to rock the newest designer belt, the designer bags and all of those different things. And what we are doing at the end of the day is that we are becoming a signboard for advertisement for some of those designers. Oh, you want to wear a suit. People wear plain suit and you, you want to put the one with Gucci so that everybody can know that you are wasting money. That is money that you could have used for investing. Going back to Busaya's point, don't eat all your money. It is important to put them aside. So over time, like Bayo said, it would yield profit. If you are talking about financial stability, we need to understand and be intentional about our spending as young people. Bio, tell me something. From your perspective, why is it important that you need to invest? Um, so from, from what Busaya said, uh, it's very important to invest to instill in yourself as a person some sense of financial responsibility. 
Um, if there's anything we've picked from this pandemic, is like, is that the future cannot be predicted. You can't predict what's going to happen tomorrow. You can't predict where your finances will be in a few years from now. You can't predict how your circumstances will change. You know, uh, someone who has a $100,000 job today, uh, due to the pandemic, the person might have, might have lost his or her job, you know. Or due to some health issues, anything can arise at any particular time, right? And finances are at the very core of our day-to-day -day lives. So we cannot afford to be reckless with our finances, right? Uh, there was one um, article that I stumbled upon uh, late last year. I believe it's on Financial Planning Canada. And uh, the, what I actually picked from it is that one in every three Canadians will be unable to f financially recover from the pandemic. A lot of people have been hit hard. A lot of people have been badly affected financially, right? So if there's nothing we've picked from this pandemic, you know, one thing we should really take out from it is, amongst other things, one, one thing we should really take out of it is to be financially responsible. So that's one way that I would say that it's very, very important to invest. And, you know, while we talk about investment, um, and if you can say, well, I don't want to invest. I'm okay with just saving my money. You know, I'm okay with just earning my salary, pay my very basic bills, live on a very low budget, which is fine. You know, you don't have to invest. You know, but when you invest, you actually have the probability of magnifying your income or increasing your income exponentially. And by so doing, you can be able to secure your future. Thank you so much, Bio. Do you want to say something? Yeah, sorry, I just wanted to add to Bio's point because honestly, what you said is very true about a lot of people that would say, oh, I just, I don't want to make, I don't want to put money aside, I don't want to invest, I don't want to make any, any more money, I'm okay with my, with my salary, it's enough for me, I could sleep, I could be fine. I, as a Christian, you shouldn't think that way. And, I, and I, I'm trying to be a little bit absolute, absolute here is because, and the reason why I say that as a Christian, shouldn't think that way is because I believe, I strongly believe that the, the reason why you are at a particular financial um, um, level or you possess a particular financial poorness or the reason why you are, you are blessed is so that you can be a blessing to others. And the more money that you have, the more people you can bless. The more people you can reach now, I'm not saying that you have to tie your blessing to how much money you have. Because to be honest, you could, you could honestly, as little as $5 goes a long way. $5 may not mean nothing to you, but it means something to somebody else. Right? So it's not, you don't have to wait until you are Bill Gates or Pastor Ken before you can bless people financially. Um, you can literally be as little as, as my sister told me that doesn't have any, any source of income. But if you have $5, you can bless somebody with it. But what I'm saying is that there's a limit to how many people you can bless with $5 and how many people you can bless with $5 million. That's the reason why I would say that if you have that, if you know that you can get your money to make money and you go, oh, no, 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 dear God, I know that you don't like to, you don't want, you like to reap where you do so, because that's exactly what you're saying, right? That's you literally retelling or reliving the, the parable of the, of the, of the, of the, of the talents, right? So if you have that mindset, if you can get your money to make money, please do. Man, I think we can close service and be going home at this point. This is interesting. This is just amazing. 
over time, taking a dent and not having something to fall back to, big risk in life. Again, like, that is one of the reasons why we're talking about financial stability today. I remember, I remember when I was younger, uh, myself and my, my best friend is in the house here too, uh, when we were at York, we saw what young people were doing with money. When exchange rate coming from back from Nigeria at the time was, was you know, manageable, right? We saw what people were doing with money. Money were being wasted. And at the time, real estate, for example, wasn't as terrible as it is right now. Some of those funds could have been invested into a growing pit. No, not, not like a pit, but a, a place where, a, like, a, like, a growing, like a growing plant, I would say, right? And now, the time has passed. Some of those young people back then might still be in the same category. Spending money and not even growing money. God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. It's important for us to be financially stable. It is important for us to be financially stable and also think of the future investment. If you ask me why, would I, why do I invest or why would I like to invest? I like to invest because in my case now, technically I kind of have no choice. I kind of have no choice at this point. I am a family man now. I don't want to be rich. I want to be wealthy. So I can leave something behind for my, for my kids. So I can leave something behind for the people that I love. So I can leave something behind for even the church of God. I was in a, I was in a seminar yesterday. One of our mommies in the church invited me for that seminar. It was also on, on finances and all of those different things. And they were telling me how sometimes if you don't plan legally as to where you want your money to go when we get to that old age and we pass, your money will be given to the government and they do whatever they want to do with it. So again, we have to start thinking of the future. As young people, now is the time to start. If you want to be wealthy and not just be rich and drive the latest cars on the distant, but by the time we check... Cars don't add value, they lose value. Right? We get caught up in the wrong things and we just spend money anyhow. We think that we have money is just for enjoyment. And not thinking about the future stability, not just now. Chances are that a lot of young people might still fall into that pit that, ne that will never grow anything. God will help us in Jesus' name. It is important that we invest. Mommies and daddies, it's not too late. There are opportunities out there. I'm going to stop here for now, for this first service, because the second service, we are diving into, into more specific details. So for you back home, for you here, please do not leave. Stay with us, because the second service is even going to be mind-opening. And I pray that God himself will minister through us to you in the name of Jesus. So I'm going to stop here for today. And I want to seize this opportunity again to appreciate my panelists, amazing people, people that God is going to use for great works. And I pray that God himself will bless you in ways you never saw coming in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys so much. 
I'll see you guys in the second service. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Please put your hands together for them. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Okay, you guys. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Amazing people. Please put your hands together for them.